there, Alana Terry here. Welcome to the Successful Writer Podcast. Today's episode is a teaser about my course about financial strategies for thriving authors, where we dive into some of the mindset work as well as some of the straight up business and financial strategies that can help you increase your bottom line. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. And if you want to sign up for the full course and dive deep into your own money stories and some of the self-sabotages and blocks that might be holding you back in your career, you can sign up for the full course at courses.alanaterry.com money. Have a great day and enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome. This is Alana Terry here to chat with you about your money mindset, what it is, how it impacts your business and your life and your relationships and everything else. One thing I have found is that the more time you spend looking into your money mindset, the and the more you work on improving your money mindset, the more other areas of your life see tons of improvement as well. So if any of you are here and are feeling a little weird, like why are we spending so much time talking just about money? We're definitely not talking just about money. This has to do with how you see the world, how you approach business and finding success in this area is going to lead to success in your relationships, in your health, because one of the main things we will be talking about are the ways that we self-sabotage ourselves when it comes to money. And if you're self-sabotaging yourself about money, you're probably doing it in other areas of your life as well. And so my hope for you is that everything that we chat about here today and in future discussions we have on the topic is going to be so helpful, so timely, and will really help you to overcome some of these blocks and self-sabotages that are holding you back. So what we're going to start with is just a discussion of what is your money mindset. If this is a phrase you haven't heard before, or maybe you've heard about it, but you don't quite get it, or maybe you've only heard about it in a really, really woo-woo kind of context, and that doesn't really resonate with you or speak to you, what I want to start with is just this question of what is your money mindset? So the short answer is that your money mindset is the way that you have been programmed either consciously or subconsciously to think about money. It's the money that you tell yourself, uh, or sorry, the story that you tell yourself about money, what it is, where it comes from, how you get it. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it something you never have enough of? Is it something that you have to strive for? Is it something that's sinful or wicked, right? We all have a money story and that makes up our money mindset. So in order to see what aspects of your money story are actually blocks that are holding you back or self-sabotages that are holding you back, we need to start with just a picture of what is your money story. One of the best ways to do this and a great place to start is to think about when you were growing up, what were the lessons that you learned consciously or subconsciously about money. So maybe you grew up with really, really hardworking parents who struggled for every single penny that came in and it still never felt like enough. The money story that you probably got has both good and bad, right? I don't want anybody to look at their money story and to feel like your story is bad or your parents taught you the wrong way or anything like that. Every single money story has things that can help you and things that can hold you back. 
So if your money story is what we just talked about, where every single dollar you earn has to be earned through blood and sweat and tears, here's some of the good things. You learned how to work really, really hard. You learned how to appreciate an honest day's work, right? But especially when it comes to people who are making their money by writing or selling things online like we are, where that can become a problem and turn into a block is where we tell ourselves it is never right to make money unless making money is hard. It's not right to earn money for a book you wrote three years ago because you're not actively working on that book anymore today, right? And so as we think about our money stories, I again want to encourage you to remember that there are good sides and bad sides. And so don't, don't come into this conversation with tons of judgment about how you look at money, how people that you grew up with looked at money. But let's just explore this with some detached curiosity. So first question for you is, what do your parents think about money? If you were to, to go back to when you were, let's say, eight years old, and you were having a conversation with your mom or your dad or both of them about money, what kinds of things would they have said? What were some of the pithy statements that you heard a ton about money? Did you hear money doesn't grow on trees and we're not paying to heat the backyard and things like that? If so, what you might have learned, here's the good part. You might have learned to be careful, to not overspend, to not waste your money on stupid things that aren't going to last. But if taken to an extreme, what you also might have learned is that spending money is wrong wanting to spend money is bad money is only there to keep you from dying and anything else you do with money that's seen as frivolous is wrong or maybe even sinful right if you came from a religious upbringing there's going to be some some of that potentially in your money story so what did your parents say about money how did they act about money if you saw your mom hoarding money and then there was never enough and then payday came and it the money disappeared that day right you learned that money is feast or famine you either have more than you know what to do with or you don't have any and if you if you saw that's how adults operate with money then maybe that's how you're operating today maybe money comes into your business and you immediately feel like you've got to spend every single dollar that comes in or else something else is just going to come and snatch it away right these are things that we either consciously or subconsciously pick up these are the things that make up our money story so my money story has some really great aspects to it. I grew up with a single dad. My mom died when I was three and my dad didn't remarry for about five years. So for five years, I lived with my brother and my single dad and he taught me a lot. He never like sat me down on his lap and told me this that I remember. But by example, he taught me a ton about both hard work and generosity. And those are both things that I love and so much appreciate. And so again, as we start thinking about your money story, if you find that you start thinking about your money story with resentment, like I wish my parents hadn't said this about money, or it's my grandpa's fault that I can't 
hold on to money, things like that. I really want to encourage you find the good lessons that you learned as well. They're always going to be there. The great lessons I learned was it's important to work hard and it's important to be very, very, very generous. My dad would support many different charities. He he let us be involved. Like I remember being the one who got to put the check in the envelope and put the stamp on the letter. And so I got to feel like I was contributing to supporting these really neat charities. Even by the time I was in junior high and high school, my parents made me realize that when I got my jobs, whether it was, you know, like babysitting on the side or my first job with like a regular paycheck when I was still living at home, what I learned was that tithing or being generous or supporting charities was kind of a non-negotiable. It was almost, it was as, as easy as like having the social security taken out of your taxes, right? Like we might look at the pay stub and say, oh, they took money out, but you don't think about not doing it. Right. And it, it, there was never a sense of resentment from me. It was this is why we earn money is so that we can be generous to others. That is an amazing, amazing money story. Now, there were other money stories that didn't serve me as well. And even this money story about generosity, when taken to its extreme, it didn't serve me well, because what I learned was that if you do anything with money besides give it away or cover your bare, bare basics, then you are being sinful. You are being selfish. We wore hand-me-downs. It was never in my mind. It was never, I'm so ashamed to be in hand-me-downs. It was just what we did. My dad was really careful about spending. I don't remember wanting for anything, but what I learned is that if you spend money on something that's not just to keep you from dying, (laughs) then you're being selfish. Everything beyond that is meant to be given away. So hopefully you can see kind of the danger of either extreme, right? And so, yes, I love the lessons I learned about generosity, but it also took me a while to get over some of the hangups. Like I remember being out of college and I was working at a girl's home. I was one of the counselors. I lived in this home with troubled teens. And about once a month, we would drive like an hour and a half to go to Walmart. Like that was our big shopping excursion. So it was a a charity that I was working for. I got room and board and like a very small monthly stipend. It's all I got. Thankfully, I didn't have any bills because all of the living expenses were paid for. So it didn't feel like I didn't have money and like there literally was money in the bank. And what I wanted was a journal. Always been a writer. I wanted a journal. I got to Walmart and was about to get the like... 15 cent spiral notebook because in my mind money is to be spent on absolute necessities and anything that you spend beyond that is wrong so i was gonna get this 15 cent notebook just spiral bound notebook but i really wanted the nice hardback journal that was maybe 15 dollars. looking back i can kind of laugh at the moral dilemma i faced but to be fair like it it really made me feel so tremendously guilty to even think about buying myself a nice journal. And what I had to learn, I had to deprogram myself from thinking about money as an either or. I had to stop thinking about money as either you can spend it on yourself and be a terrible, greedy, selfish person, or you can give it away. I had to realize that I could do both. I could buy the nice journal and I could support wonderful charities and that those two things could even feed into each other. 
right? So now I spend money on nice journals. I use my journals for dreaming and planning and goal setting. And you know what? That process is part of what helps me come up with ideas that earn money. If I never allowed myself to graduate beyond a 15 cent spiral bound notebook, it sounds extreme and it's a tiny bit of hyperbole, but I believe that I would be making less money today because every single idea I've had for a book or a course or a webinar or anything that I create has somehow been journaled about. <laughs> and I know that when I've got a beautiful journal and a nice pen that feels good in my hand to write with, the ideas come easily. Okay, so for you, you might be like, I would never think about the difference between a spiral notebook versus a journal. If I wanted the journal, I would get the journal. So, or you might be thinking, wow, I wish I could afford a nice journal, but I can't, right? So everybody's money story is gonna be very different. The similarities are that they impact what we do today. And it usually happens on a very, very subconscious level. So what we're going to be talking about is the money mindset stories, the money stories that you have either absorbed uh, kind of through osmosis just by watching the people you grew up with or by the things that have happened to you in life or the beliefs that you hold about money that you know you were specifically indirectly taught. We're going to be talking about all of those money stories and dissecting what are we going to keep what are we going to alter? What are we going to totally throw out, right? I am never not going to be a generous person. In fact, it is probably the driving momentum and motivation for my business. I want to earn a lot of money because I want to give tons of money away. All right, that's, that's part of my money story. It's always gonna be there. I love it and I embrace it. That's the part of my money story that I've chosen to keep. What I've chosen, to toss away is this notion that you can be either rich or generous. You can be well taken care of, or you can be spiritual and kind and compassionate, right? And I have chosen to decide, you know what, I'm going to buy myself a nice journal and I'm going to donate tons of money to the charities that I love. And there doesn't have to be a distinction between the two. So like I said, your money story is going to be totally different than mine. You maybe didn't have a single dad who sat you on his lap and let you lick envelopes to mail checks to charities. You may have never had a moral dilemma in Walmart about which journal you were going to buy to write in, but we all do have money stories. So I want you to start thinking about that. Start identifying some of the subconscious and conscious lessons that you learned about money. And then, like I said, what we get to do next is decide what parts of the stories we get to keep, what we get to pitch, and what we get to alter so that it serves us more. Hey, thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. And if you want to grab the full course that's gonna help you go really deep into your own money story and help you increase your bottom line by expanding your mindset and having smart financial strategies for your business, you can buy the full course at courses.alanaterry.com money.